Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD plus even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD plus. Check out Qualia NAD plus risk-free for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD plus. It's what I use. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. This week's cool fact is that exerting your willpower actually increases your brain's requirement for fuel. The Department of Psychology at Florida State University just completed a study where they measure the changes in your brain's glucose needs. And it turns out that if your brain is well-fueled, which happens on the Bulletproof Executive Diet, you're actually more able to exert willpower than a brain that is less poorly fueled. So keeping your glucose levels constant by eating a low-carb diet that's not too low-carb but not too high-carb either means that you'll be able to exert your willpower all day long, whether you're doing it in the office, at home, or on a field. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds, and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. Today, we have an interview with Jeff from RestWise. RestWise is the first software program that lets athletes track their recovery. The system is being used by everyone from the world's top Olympians to weekend warriors. And there are even applications for people who are, are not necessarily athletes, but are just looking to track their rest as a way to perform better. 
using science-based metrics like heart rate, blood oxygen saturation, your mood and your sleep, RestWise gives you the ability to look at your recovery time and to make changes based on the results. The co-founder, Jeff, was nice enough to spend some time talking with us about this unique and really pretty cool piece of technology. And now we're going to move into our exclusive interview with Jeff Hunt from RestWise. Jeff, thanks for coming on, man. Hey, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. Cool. So before we really get into RestWise, well, actually, yeah, what is RestWise from like a 10,000-foot view, like just overall? RestWise is a system for quantifying your state of recovery from exercise. So if you're trying to exercise and get yourself fitter, you're basically trying to balance how much work you do, whether it's in the gym or on the bike or you know, in the pool, and you're trying to balance doing the workload with the proper amount of recovery to allow you to get the benefits of doing the exercise. Simply stated, if you do too much, if you do too much exercise without enough recovery, you can get overtrained. If you don't do enough exercise, too much recovery, you're just not getting as fit as you can be. So rest-wise is a way of knowing exactly how recovered you are. So how did you come up with this idea? What is your background behind this kind of technology and like this kind of merging of technology and athletics? So my, I come from this from a perspective of a businessman and an athlete. I'm not, not a scientist. So I, in starting the company, I hooked up with a scientist who was an expert in this area. But my perspective that I brought into it was that I had uh, been an endurance athlete since the late 1980s when I was, a, I was a cyclist. And during that time, I was invited to the Olympic Training Center and went and did a, did a stint there where I was doing three and four sessions a day and just dug myself into an overtrained state that took me four months to get out of. And since then, I've been really acutely aware of how important it was to rest adequately in order to you know, do your best at athletics. But I've also been really aware of how challenging it is to know how much you need to recover. It's hard to really get your finger on, on, on how well recovered you are. So the way that the company actually started is a very dear friend of mine going all the way back to high school. It's a guy named Matthew Weatherly White. And he and I, out of our class of 400, we were the two people to go into pretty serious endeavors as endurance athletes. And so we've kept in touch over the years. Um, Matthew is also the coach of a world champion mountain bike racer named Rebecca Rush. Mm. So he, so he called me almost two years ago now, and he said, yeah, "Jeff, I am uh, coaching Rebecca. She's one of the most disciplined athletes I know. Incredibly tough and determined, but in his words, she's too lazy to take her own pulse in the morning." So as his, as her coach, he was really frustrated that he couldn't get any kind of feedback from her as to how well recovered she was so that he could you know, modify his, his training plan according to that. So takeaway from that call was, Jeff, go find a device that makes it so easy to take your pulse that Rebecca has no excuses. So dug around a little bit and I found this, this pulse oximeter, which, uh, you know, as you know, because you've seen it, it is a little device that you put on the end of your finger and you just sit there for 15 seconds and it comes back with uh, your resting heart rate and your, or your heart rate and your oxygen saturation level. So we looked at that and thought, hmm, yeah, we could sell these to athletes. It'd probably be useful. But you know, the real goal here is to help people know how recovered they are. So we started uh, just turning the, over, the idea over and over. And uh, sort of my eyes popped open in the, as I was lying in bed one night and realized that if we could get all the markers that have been extensively studied but that are easy to measure and put them into a single system so that people could track all of them together, and then figured out how to analyze them and take all that information and distill it down to just a single number that tells you how recovered you are, 
then that would be something which would be hugely valuable to, to Matthew as a coach, but you know, to endurance athletes, particularly those who are trying to avoid the, getting themselves in the same situation I got myself in when I was early in my cycling days. So what are the metrics that RestWise uh, uses to quantify recovery? So again, it's all things that have been studied very, uh, you know, very extensively in sports science, with one exception that we can, we can talk about. But it's all simple things to measure that have been studied alongside more invasive tests, for example, you know, hormone tests and blood tests that have been studied to correlate with simple questions like, how is your energy level today? So to answer your question, the things that we're looking at are resting heart rate, oxygen saturation, and that's the one that isn't a traditional marker of recovery, and we can talk about that later if you want, your body weight, quantity and quality of your sleep, energy level, mood state, how well you performed in yesterday's training session, appetite, illness, muscle soreness, and urine shape, which is obviously a proxy for hydration. So that's off the top of my head, but I think, that, I think that's all of them. Right. So what does oxygen saturation have to do with recovery? So oxygen saturation is a measure of the number of oxygen molecules that are attached to your red blood cells. And it's not something which has traditionally been looked at when you're looking at recovery. The reason we include it in our algorithm, in, you know, in addition to the fact that we found this really neat pulse oximeter that makes getting your heart rate so easy, is it turns out that uh, there are various conditions that oxygen saturation can, the oxygen saturation reading can be an indication of that you know, helps you understand how well recovered you are. So an example of that is if you go from sea level up to altitude, your body has the extra demand of trying to acclimatize in a higher elevation. And you'll see that your oxygen saturation level, if you get high enough, um, will drop below the normal, normal range. And if it does that, we flag it. There have been cases where we've had athletes, uh, and, and I want to be careful about this because I don't know how scientifically true this is, but there have been athletes who've noticed a decline in their performance, have noticed a drop in oxygen saturation, and have later been diagnosed with anemia, which kind of makes sense because they're not getting enough oxygen in their blood as a result of low uh, blood cell count. So those are the reasons that we included. It's also been early indicator of upper respiratory illnesses. And so there, so there are various things that oxygen saturation can point to. It's not always clear what that's going to be, but basically if it's out of the normal range, there's something that is, that is off. So if that happens, we flag it as part of our algorithm. But now the important thing is that there are two things about it that's different from most of the other markers. One is it's not required. So if you don't have the pulse oximeter, you can just leave that field blank. And the other is, unlike every other marker, it can only deduct from your score. Everything else provides a positive contribution, and this only deducts from your score if, if there's something abnormal. Cool. So another one of the metrics that I found pretty interesting was mood and kind of your overall personality or attitude. Why might that be important for recovery? So yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting one, and it's one of those that's been studied really extensively, and when you look at it, you wonder, you know, how much is this really going to tell me? But it turns out that there, there's been a lot of work done that's shown that as you get yourself into a fatigue state, your hormonal composition changes. And, you know, specifically, you start getting out of balance with, uh, with elevated cortisol levels. And that, in turn, has an effect on your mood. So if you're finding yourself in an abnormally bad mood in the morning, there's a, you know, there's a pretty good likelihood that you've got elevated cortisol levels, which is one of taken in the context of all the other metrics, is one of the indications of getting into an overtrained state. So basically, mood and these other metrics, more subjective metrics like that, aren't really that subjective because 
they've basically been clinically compared to side by side to other things like exact hormone status and blood levels and that kind of stuff. So basically it's an easy way for people to get access to a lot of that kind of testing without having to go through it. That's a really good way of saying it. I think essentially what RestWise gives you is a good proxy for what you would get if you went to the lab every day and had blood work done. So obviously it's a, it's more convenient, less invasive, and, uh, and a lot less expensive. But yeah, all of the markers have been studied, and the, you know, the way that people react sometimes to the subjective markers is, well, you know, you're giving me a number, and I love the fact that we're getting something quantifiable out of the, uh, the output of RestWise, but if I'm putting in subjective answers, you know, is that really quantifiable? And as you point out, yes, it, it really is. There's a very strong correlation between the answers to these questions and, and the deeper studies. But the one thing is that's really important is it's up to the athlete to be honest and thoughtful about how they answer the questions. But if you do that, you're honest you're at, and you're thoughtful about the subjective questions, then, uh, then you know, it comes back with a really accurate picture of how you are in your fatigue state. So what are some ways people have been using RestWise? Like what are some advantages they've been seeing once they begin using the system? So there are a couple of different ways that people use it. There are definitely people who are just inclined to work too hard, do too much, and this is a way of getting an objective confirmation that they're just pushing themselves too hard and are getting to the point where they're no longer deriving the benefits from their exercise. So in cases of people like that, it's simply a flag of, you know, you need to back off, get a low recovery score for several days in a row, then it just gets people to, uh, to it gives people a more confidence to make the decision that they need to back off. You know, they may be feeling tired and wondering whether that's normal. And, uh, you know, this is just a way of getting some sort of objective outside view of whether, uh, whether, whether they're just being lazy by not wanting to do their workout or whether really they'll be, they'll benefit more from taking the day off. But kind of the, uh, the biggest advantage is that what RestWise allows you to do is make sure that on days when you're supposed to be going really hard, that your body is in a state where it's prepared to absorb the benefit of that hard effort. So it ends up making your harder days harder, your easier days easier, and as a result of that variation, you end up getting fitter faster. Right. I know. I remember reading an article recently by, I think, Tim DeBoom in Triathlete Magazine where he talked about probably the number one mistake that endurance athletes make is always training in that gray zone. They have days that are maybe a little harder and a little easier, but they're never really just going all out on one day and then resting a lot on the other. So it seems like this would definitely help with that. Yeah, and you know, particularly, it's I haven't seen that article, but it totally makes sense because triathletes are, you know, it's, it's tough to balance the demands of three different disciplines. And, you know, Tim's obviously a pro, but if you look at most of the people who are doing triathlon, they're, they're age groupers, and they're not only demand, balancing the demands of the sports, but you know, a lot of them have, a lot of them are married, have kids, have demanding jobs, or traveling. They've got all these other things that are going on in their lives that are impacting how they're recovering from the workouts that they do. And, you know, by and large, they're given these programs, which are, are designed around having a lifestyle that, a lifestyle basically of a professional. You know, in order to keep up with a lot of the training programs that people try to put themselves on, you can't have your com- your recovery compromised from all these other stresses that are going on in your lives. Right. Yeah. I think another cool part of RestWise is the way it makes you prioritize your training more. So you are focusing on really being rested for like your key workouts instead of just saying, oh, I'm just going to get in some extra miles. Like it won't make any difference and not really having a number that says like I can do this much before I get tired and then being forced to stop and rest. Yeah, so it really does help with you know, periodization and, and making sure that you're, uh, you're 
getting the most out of the workouts that you do decide to make your key workouts. Right. So let's say rest-wise tells me that I'm completely recovered and I feel terrible. Or let's say the opposite. Like let's say I feel great, but rest-wise is telling me I need to rest. Is, should I take rest-wise as a prescription? Like I need to do what the computer says, or is it more of an indication to be used as a metric? You know, it would be pretty rare for there to be that big a difference between what rest-wise tells you and what you sort of how you feel. I mean, it'd be really strange for you to say, I feel great. And if you think about that, it's because, you know, some, a lot of the questions that go into that, um, you would be answering in a way which would reflect the fact that you feel great. You know, your energy level, if you feel great, is probably going to be better than normal. So you're going to get lots of points for that. You know, you're not going to be sick, so you're not going to lose points for that. So it'd be rare for there to be that big a discrepancy. But, you know, if there was, every once in a while, rest-wise will really surprise you. And it turns out that, uh, you know, an example of this might be if you race the day before, you're still a little bit jacked up the next day from, from uh, adrenaline from the race. But some of your biomarkers, like your heart rate is elevated and, and uh, you know, some of the other things that are indications of the reflection of the effort that you've done the day before, those might show up in rest-wise, whereas you are still a little bit pumped up from the day before, so maybe you feel better than you should. So an example, an example like that, then uh, that would be somewhere where you would say, okay, you know, I'm not going to listen to myself. I'm going to listen, listen to RestWise. Cool. Okay. So who are some of the athletes using RestWise? I know you mentioned Rebecca Roosh, who I've definitely heard of. She is amazing. But who are some of the other super athletes that you have working on, uh, with this thing? That's right. Rebecca's, uh, Rebecca's trying to defend her, uh, I think, three in a row at Leadville starting tomorrow. So yeah, so she's one of the mountain bikers. We've got a you know, bunch of other mountain bikers. Georgia Gould comes to mind. She's a multi-time national champion. We've got uh, you know, straight-up cyclists that are. We've got a you know, ranging from amateurs up to Tour de France riders. We've got runners. One of our favorite athletes is Ryan Hall, who came to Restwise after he had uh, overtrained last fall and pulled out of the Chicago Marathon. Um, decided not to start it, and uh, you know, he just completely changed his training approach. Started using RestWise among the other changes that he made, and uh, you know, as we all know, he, as a result of training less, rediscovering the joy of training, and and just being a little bit you know, smarter about the way he went about his own training, he ended up running the fastest marathon any American has ever run. So he's he's one of our great case studies. Let's see, among triathletes, Jared Shoemaker, the Olympian, Chris Lieto, who's in second at Hawaii. Jesse Thomas, who's who uh, is having a breakthrough year this year, including winning Wildflower. So those are kind of the endurance athletes. We've got Olympic gold medalists in, in rowing, a bunch of swimmers. But what's been a little bit surprising to us is that the even though my partner and I came from endurance athletic backgrounds, and we thought that that's really going to be the audience for this tool, there's our lead scientist told us from the very beginning, and, and it's proven to be true, that there's just a much, much broader audience for this. So in addition to those athletes that I mentioned, we've got sports that I never would have expected. We've got, you know, the America's Cup sailing team are using this. Uh, we've got synchronized swimming, field hockey, softball, a whole range of sports that are at the professional level, the Olympic level, and university level, in addition to, the, in, in addition to individual athletes. Now, the first professional teams that we signed were, were rugby teams, and that makes sense because they're, you know, they're thrashing themselves and We've got the All Blacks and All Blacks and the Springboks and uh, a bunch of a uh, bunch of the top teams are doing are using RestWise and it turns out they're really sophisticated about their training, so they're yeah, paying fun. a lot of attention to recovery. So 
what are some ways athletes have been using these? Um, like, are there any strength athletes using these, like power lifters or just guys who want to get like really jacked and that kind of thing? Yeah, there are. There, are, um, in fact, one of the one of the organizations that's been really interested in RestWise and and uh, has talked about it in some of their uh, you know, some of the online workouts that they that they provide is CrossFit, which I don't know how familiar you are with them, but uh, it's a di- different philosophy, different approach to working out, and it's a lot of intensity and a lot of strength, um, and not nearly as much uh, much uh, duration. So they've, they've really embraced it. Um, we do have some Olympic level athletes who are, who are weightlifters who are using it as well. Cause you know, a lot of, there's some differences between endurance athletes and strength athletes. Like, you know, your muscles are going to be sore pretty consistently if you're a weightlifter. But, you know, by and large, a lot of the signs of overreaching and overtraining are, are the same across the different sports. So yeah, there definitely are, are strength athletes as well as, uh, endurance athletes. When somebody orders a RestWise or when somebody signs on to RestWise, what kind of stuff will they get? Like, what's in the package? So what they get is the pulse oximeter that I've mentioned before. Um, they get an, an introductory letter um, welcoming them and, and explaining how to get on the website and, and create their account if they haven't already done so. But what they're really getting is access to this algorithm. And the algorithm, it's web-based software, so you can enter your data into the website directly or you can download any of the free applications for iPhone or BlackBerry or, or Android um, as a way of entering the, the data. So essentially what you're getting is the, is, um, the pulse oximeter, access to the software, the applications for handhelds. And we're just about to start a, kind of an educational campaign that goes along with um, a subscription to RestWise so that as you, as you sign up, you're getting a series of emails that are um, instructive on recovery, on, on RestWise itself, but also about recovery in general and the role that it should play in your, in your training. So really what you're signing up for, and we hope to evolve more and more in this direction, is the product RestWise as well as kind of access to a whole set of intelligence about uh, about the role that recovery plays in your training. So obviously everybody loves graphs and charts and things like that. Are there any kind of charts or uh, graphs or trends that you can see when using RestWise? RestWise is a, it's a very visual product. And if you when you're entering your data, the, we've simplified everything as much as possible without compromising any of the science. So the data entry is, is color-coded. They're either in um, questions are coded by you know, red, yellow, or, or uh, green, um, depending on your answer. And similarly, the output is all charted against a red, yellow, and green background. So what you can do, the, the first thing you see after submitting all your data and, and going to the results screen is a graph which shows two weeks of your recovery score plotted against a, a background, which shows where you are in that red, green, um, yellow zone and where you've been over the past two weeks. And that's all you know, totally flexible in terms of changing dates, and you can drill down into, into more specifics if you want to once you get to that. But, uh, but it was definitely designed to be, to be very visual. Yeah, that's actually one of the things I wanted to mention is how simple it is. Like, breast-wise, it's very simple. It's very clean. It's just a pleasure to work with, too. Yeah, I totally appreciate that feedback. The, um, and i got to give credit to our lead scientist who's done so much work with athletes that he just realized that um, – it was really important to make it as simple as possible and um, both in, in getting the data in, but also in communicating the results. So, so I got to admit he did a great job on that and, and I'm pretty proud of the result. Yeah. So 
what are some plans you have for RustWise in the future besides, like, I know you mentioned the email, um, like, course or whatever, but, like, what are other kind of recovery tools do you see maybe integrating with RustWise? Well, you've hit on the key word, which is integrating, and I think that's uh, that's definitely the, the direction that we're pushing in. So I would actually use use two words. One is integration, and one is flexibility. So integration, we uh, we want to integrate on two levels. One is taking RestWise and integrating it into other systems that people might be using. Now you mentioned Training Peaks, and we're actually in the process of doing an API integration with them right now, so that when you're in Training Peaks, you can you can pull in RestWise data, so that it's all in a, in one system. But we also want to, in, and we're doing that with a bunch of the other um, training analysis tools. But we also want to integrate with some of the other ways of getting the inputs. Ideally, what we want to do is make it as simple as possible and as accurate as possible to put all the all the information into the system. So a great example of one of the things that we've just we're just finishing doing is allowing somebody to replace the two questions that we have that relate to sleep with a sleep tracking tool like the score from a, from a Zio, which is uh, this great device that you, I don't know if you know about them, but you wear them, you wear this uh, strap on your head and it measures your, uh, your sleep patterns. And it also is an algorithm that calculates what your, what your sleep score was for that day. So it's a really accurate way of replacing two of our questions with a, with a single number. So, uh, so that's one of the things that we've got on the very, very near term horizon is uh, something that we want to do as a, as a way of improving the inputs into the system. Are there any ways people can maybe start quantifying the recovery? Like, let's say they're not totally prepared to buy, like, into Rustwise, or they're not ready yet. What are some ways people could start quantifying the recovery just on their own? Well, what I would, uh, if I wanted to sort of dip my toe in the water on this, what I'd do is uh, literally take a look at the markers that we track. And you, know, you could build a spreadsheet and start, start paying attention to those things yourself. Um, if you're looking to actually, you know, quantify yourself, you could do something really simple like a checklist of how many of these questions am I scoring well on, how many, how many am I scoring poorly on, and you know, do something like that to try to quantify it yourself. Um, and that would be a way to get start to get a feel for how important it can be to keep track of it. And let's see, is there in terms of quantifying it? I think that's probably the approach that I would take. There was actually a great article in Runner's World a couple months back built around RestWise that, uh, that recommended just that. You know, obviously, we, th- we think there's benefits in really digging into that and getting the, uh, getting the single number out of it and simplifying that way, but definitely that would be a good way to start. So let's say somebody has purchased RestWise and they're using it, and they want to speed up their recovery. And you mentioned the education course, but would, like, let's say they start doing, like, foam rolling, and things like that, would this be a good way to really see how much difference those things are making? So I know a lot of people are basically told, oh, yeah, just take ice baths and do foam rolling, like, you'll feel better. And the people are still kind of fuzzy, like, well, you know, like, I would do it, but I'm not really sure how much it's helping. Would this kind of manifest those changes? Yeah, it would. If you, you know, it may not get down to the level of something like a foam roller and reflecting that the next day, although I'd imagine it would show up in the muscle soreness question. But if you were... To shift so that you paid more attention to recovery on a number of fronts, you know, better nutrition, better sleep, um, then yeah, RestWise would definitely be a way of determining whether those changes in aggregate are are helpful. And then you know, there's so much coming out right now that relates to recovery. You, know, you talked about the foam roller, and obviously there's a ton related to nutrition. There are all these compression garments. Um, and there are a lot, and there are a lot of things that are being pitched as recovery solutions. And there's a lot of 
lack of clarity about what works and what doesn't. In fact, I was just at a conference a couple months ago, and one of the speakers was a guy who had been in charge of the recovery center at the Olympic Training Center for for a number of years. And his basic, his the topic of his talk was essentially how we don't know which of these things to speed up recovery work. And, you know, as he had said, the only, the only thing we know works is, is rest, you know, the body's ability to do the right things to, to get you to recover. But, you know, as, uh, as people get more sophisticated about the types of things that can, can accelerate recovery, this definitely is a way to understand pretty quickly whether or not something's working. Now... I know some of these more advanced tools, like those things called the Normatec MVP, those compression, kind of like automated compression sock things you put on your legs. Um, like there's obviously yeah. some very advanced stuff coming out. Do you ever mm-hmm. see RestWise uh, being used as maybe like a prescriptive device? Like if you were have a recovery score of XXX, like maybe you should do this much of this and this much of that, like that kind of thing. Do you think it could ever be that precise? Well, that's definitely the direction we want to go in. And one of the things that got me personally really excited about starting this business was that over time, we're going to have a ton of information about, about uh, the factors that are the markers that relate to recovery. And so as we have this huge database and group of users that are entering, the, um, entering data into RestWise, you know, eventually we'll be able to do a lot of anonymous analysis that will allow us to start drawing conclusions like that and, and, uh, now, hopefully, if we if we go about this the way that we that we hope to, we'll uh, be able to make some contributions to you know, sports science overall. Cool. So, where can people learn more about RestWise if they're kind of interested now and they want to learn more about recovery and how this works? Well, definitely come to our website, which is RestWise.com, and there's a you know there's a bunch of information on that. Uh, there's also we've just started a a forum, which uh, is intended to kind of grow over time into into a place where people can ask questions about recovery in general and, and have people chime in with their thoughts and, and their answers. And there's a there's a link to that from our website as well. Well, I actually forgot to ask one more question. Do you ever see this being used as maybe a clinical practice, like in a hospital or a situation where people are overcoming injuries? Because it seems like that would be a, this would be a much more accurate way of measuring it than just having a doctor come in and say, like, how are you feeling today? Like, I know they take other measurements as well, but this seems like it would definitely be a good metric to have. We are definitely talking about that application for it. And, you know, the questions would obviously be a little bit different depending on what it was you were trying to recover from. But this whole idea of of people doing surveys, which makes sense, and having the answers be easy to understand and easily easily accessible, that definitely makes sense in the clinical environment. So we have a lot of stuff on the whiteboard, and that's definitely a direction we'd, we'd like to go. But... Um, we want to make sure that we get uh, get we service our core market of athletes as well as we can before we kind of branch into other areas like that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the call today, Jeff. It was an awesome interview, and I hope people go over and check out RustWise. Good. Well, I totally appreciate you having us having me uh, on the air today. So thank you. You can find links to everything we talked about in our show notes that will be posted at bulletproofexecutive.com. We'll have a full transcript of the interview along with links to all of the relevant products and supplements we mentioned. Many of them we don't carry, and they're just links to the internet at large so that you can find them. If you did enjoy this and you found some value in it, you can help by leaving a positive ranking for us on iTunes. This will help other people to find us, and it really helps us feel motivated to keep doing these podcasts. We spend uh, several hours every week putting these together, and we thank you for listening. 
And we thank you for favoriting us if you like what we did. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.